you don't mind a tingling spine or a lump in your throat, if you kind of get a thrill feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck, or you just can't get enough of the eerie, turn down the lights, snuggle up with a blanket, and keep your feet tucked up safe because we've got a story for you. It happened to a friend of a friend. Hi. Hi, friend. How are you? Better now. Because I gave you a Galentine's Day present? Yeah. Happy Galentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. And to you, Hunbots. Yes, happy Galentine's Day. Well, this will come out like, yeah, like really in, a few, in a few days, yeah. but ha- I hope you had a good Galentine's Day. In a few days when it's already come out? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm trying to like, I'm back to the futuring it because this comes out in the future, mm-hmm. but it's Galentine's Day tomorrow. So, you know, I'm trying to like cover all the bases. Yeah. You did good today. I Thanks. tried. I appreciate it. I did nothing for you. It's okay. I don't expect things in return. That's why I don't tell people when I'm going to give them something because I don't want them to feel like they have to give me something in return. You're crazy. I'm just going to like randomly send you, I don't know, something to work. <laughs> like, um, what are they, what's that saying? And you can actually send them. Oh, yeah, like eat a big bag of dicks. I'm going to send you a big bag of dicks but to work, <laughs> to your workplace. Well, right now I'm working from home so you can send them to my home. Um, I know, but you work in the office <laughs> one day a week. I don't know. No, I don't want that sent to my office. I'm going to. Does it come in discreet packaging? No. Like when you order, what is that, Adam and Eve? It says big bag of day. (laughs) I I want it in discreet packaging. Okay. Okay. So how are you? You had not a good day. We're not going to get into it because I ordered a pizza and we had to be done in an hour. No, that's okay. Yeah, work sucks. I don't want to talk about it either. Anyways. Okay. I'll just rant and it's not cool. Okay. Well, how's... Life in general. We haven't seen each other in a while. I know. It's because it's been busy. My hours are different. Yeah. And you had like a dinner party or something that I wasn't invited to? What's up with that? Oh, no. Like just kids dinner party with their aunt. Oh, okay. I thought it was like fancy with friends and I was like, what the fuck? But whatever. Yeah. If we die, like they have to go live with her. So. Oh, okay. So So you have to make sure that you are good. Yeah. Yeah. They love her. Okay. Well, that's all right. We just have to make sure she loves them too. (laughs) They, judging by their behavior yesterday, it's probably a no. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So do you, should we get into our episode then? Yeah, go for it. So that I, my pizza will be here at nine. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm Megan. <gasps> I'm Sarah. And this is... It happened to a friend of a friend. Got you. But now you have to go, wee! Wee! Because that's what I do. Do you? You do not. I do too. You do not. I do. Because you say happened to a friend and then I go we you do not do you I'm pretty sure I do I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, you just I made that up I'm drinking wine now when I listen to other uh, podcasts <laughs> I go and when they say fun facts I sing our fun fact song every time Lucas loves our fun fact song he, he really? sings it a lot oh that's so cute <laughs> he just walks around singing it that's cute so we should make him the voice for it <gasps> we should so am I going first, I think, this week? Cause, mm-hmm. Yes, because you went first last time. Yeah, sure. Did I? You did, yes. Okay. I edited the episodes, I remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Clink. Sorry. No, <laughs> that's because okay. I didn't have a drink yet. I needed to cheers it. Okay, so my sources were Britannica.com, Live Science, BBC, Wikipedia, Lit Hub, Very Well Mind, and NPR.org. Okay. I have to add in the .org because the rest are .com. All right, are you ready? Yeah, go. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's do it. 
I've been watching Shit's Creek, and that's like the start of like a little bit of Lexus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's do like Polka Dot Door told us and imagine a ser- scenario for a second. Polka Dot, Pokeroo is not part of it. So don't. Okay. Do you know, you just look at me, you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm I talking about. I do know about. who Pokeroo is. Okay. My friend's dad was the Pokeroo puppet. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Pokeroo is not part of this. Um, Polka Dot Door is a fun throwback, but not my throwback that I'm doing for today. So, don't, I love it. Don't ask. Wait, do they have that? In the, they don't have that in the states. It's a Canadian. That's right. Yes. All right. Just in case somebody listens from the states, like your your mom, your mom voice. Oh right, my mom oh, voice oh, podcast. Yeah. Yes, I'm like, because you're like my mom. My mom doesn't live in the states. No, like your mom voice. You can talk oh, talking to the mic. Talking into the mic. Yes. See, look at the little lines. It's too it's too small for you. Okay. Okay. Okay, anyway. So you're in a doctor's office, mm-hmm. waiting, maybe reading a magazine. Then you notice, you know, the lights are flickering slightly. And you hear a faint tap, tap, tap. You don't really think much of it, and you go back to your article. The year is 1947-ish, and you're in the office of neurologist Walter Freeman, and the person in the other room just underwent a transordable lobotomy. Yeah. I know. It's so gross. So just because I know what transorbital means. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. You didn't even let me do it. I'm sorry. Do you want to do it? No. Go. Okay. <laughs> First, what is a lobotomy? And okay, there was lots of things when I, like it was frontal, transorbital. I'm just, I think for the most part, I think I just wrote lobotomy. Okay. So just get over okay. all the specifics. Okay. Okay. It's a neurosurgical operation that involves permanently damaging parts of the brain's prefrontal lobe. They were popular for over two decades to treat various mental illnesses such as manic depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia. In the late 1800s, when the procedure was in its infancy, there were really no good ways to treat mental illness, and many people would be sent to institutions where living and care conditions were horrible. Many people were desperate for some kind of intervention because there was no medication yet. You're making it sound like this is a super idea. It's super duper. In the late 1880s, Swiss Swiss physician Gottlieb Burkhardt removed parts of the cortex of patients with manic agitation. Many patients became more calm and docile but others suffered things like motor weakness, epilepsy, and even death. No kidding. Sorry. <laughs> In 1935, Portuguese neurophysician Antonio Igues Monitz. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, that was the 1800s that he removed parts? Okay. Anyways, continue. The surgery was done by drilling two holes in the patient's head and injecting pure ether, ethyl, ethyl alcohol in the prefrontal cortex. He called it a prefrontal leucotomy. There's words that I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right, and I'm drinking wine, so who knows? I don't know. It sounds fun so far. I yeah. mean, this doesn't sound that bad. It sounds like they just washed the brain. Kind of. Sanitized it. Kind of, but not really. Um, he developed a surgical instrument called a leucotomy that had a retractable loop wire when the wire was rotated, it would cut a circular lesion on the brain. Yeah. Still sound like fun? Still, still sound fun? How does it go in? Through the holes that you drilled. Like I'm more comfortable with holes drilled than going through my eyeball. 
or up my We're nose. getting to the eyeball. I'm just, I'm just. I'm Don't get ahead. I mean, they drill holes in your skull now. Don't get ahead. Um, the first operation was seen as, as a success. The patient's symptoms appeared to be reduced. Over time, Monitz perfected, in quotes, the procedure and surgeons in Europe, Canada, and the U.S. adopted it. Even with its mainstream popularity, the lobotomy had its opposition. However, it was preferred over the alternative, such as, as I said before, hospitals that were filled with patients suffering from mental illness um, they were often in padded cells, straitjackets, and physical violence was kind of the norm. Um, in 1949, he won the Nobel Prize okay. for the lobotomy, and many people since have have campaigned for it to be stricken from him. But I guess once you win the Nobel Prize, it can't be taken, taken away. away. Yeah. One of Monitz's, and again, I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong. Monitz? Monitz, M-O-N-I-Z. Monitz. Monitz, one of no, Monitz's fans, was an American neurologist. Oh, sorry, American neurologist Walter Freeman and James Watts. They took Monitz's technique and tweaked it slightly. Uh, mostly they used a different kind of device to swirl the brain around, but they still had to drill holes into the head. Now, Freeman wanted to make the procedure more accessible to neurologists. And so he wanted to make it so that you would not require a surgeon or a surgery room. He wanted the procedure to be available to those who needed it, especially those who were already in institutions, because operating rooms, anesthesia, these things were things that weren't available in like, like psychiatric Everywhere, institutions. Yeah. It was really just in hospitals. Okay. Freeman wanted a way that psychiatrists could help their patients without surgery. So inspired by the work that Italian psychiatrist Amaro Fiamberti was doing, Freeman started to develop a way of accessing the frontal lobes through the eye sockets. No. No. <laughs> no. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> he practiced on grapefruits and cadavers, and eventually he, again in quotations, perfected the lobotomy. He called it the transorbital lobotomy. It went like this, and warning, it might make your skin crawl. Yeah. Because every time I hear it, every time I was reading it, it would make my skin crawl. Okay. After being subjected to an electroshock to sedate the patient, an instrument, basically an ice pick, mm -hmm. because that's what he found in his kitchen when he was practicing was an ice pick. Mm -hmm. It was inserted into the eye socket, basically where the tear duct is. Mm -hmm. That's where it was inserted. Mm -hmm. And then it was hit with a hammer. And then it was moved sort of side to side to oh. separate the frontal lobes from the thalamus, which is the part of the brain that receives and relays sensory input. So obviously it's not an exact science because basically he's just sticking a thing up there. I know. And going swish, swish, swish. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I can't um, even like. Makes your the, skin crawl, right? I can't even do the COVID test because it's too close to my brain. Yeah. And this is going in your, like basically your tear duct. He's just sticking it. And it's not even with anesthesia. He's just giving you an electroshock. I know. know. Yep. Yeah. Um, eventually, his partner, Watts, disagreed with Freeman's new practice, and he separated himself from the treatment. Freeman had no surgical training, and therefore what he was doing was technically illegal, but no one seemed to care. He basically wanted to create an assembly line so lobotomies could be done quickly and easily. Okay. Yeah. One of his most notable lobotomy patients was Rosemary Kennedy, sister of John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. 
Rosemary had developmental delays as a child, um, and it was often blamed on the nurse's instruction for her mother to like keep her legs closed during birth because the doctor wasn't available right away. <laughs> so basically, the baby was restricted oxygen. As a child, she performed slowly in school, had violent seizures, temper tantrums, and would lash out at others. In order to keep his reputation intact, because the Kennedys, her father arranged for a lobotomy. It should also be noted that her mother was not for the procedure. Joe Kennedy just made the decision to have it done and brought her to the office. Her mother didn't know that it had occurred until they returned home. During the procedure, there are reports that she was awake and talkative, and they knew the procedure was over when the talking stopped. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rose Gage, like, that's weird. Yeah, talking stop. She's done. She's docile now. Rosemary was pretty much immediately institutionalized. You could even say her father hid her. Her father did not visit her, and her mother did not see her for 20 years. The truth of her lobotomy was not made public until 1987. Rosemary's story was part of the inspiration for her sister Eunice Kennedy Shriver to start the Special Olympics. Oh. It was not, it's not the full reason why she started it, but I think it was, like, partial inspiration. Oh, okay. And I guess, like, her siblings didn't really know where she had gone. They just said that she got sent away. Because she was bad? Pretty much, yeah. Like, no one I'm gonna really... I'm start using that with my children. Yeah. If you be good or I'll lobotomize you. I'll have you lobotomized. <laughs> Please don't say things that I have to edit out later. Don't edit it. They should be... They, they should... Everyone should know. <laughs> Freeman typically performed his lobotomies on women. Mm-hmm, because um, we are hysteric. We have we're hysteria. We're hysterical. At the time, women were expected to be calm, attentive, and cooperative. If this was not the case, they must be experiencing some kind of mental illness that needed to be corrected. Yeah, I would have been fucking lobotomized immediately. Probably. Um, And a lot of the women, like, it was probably, like, depression or even, like, postnatal depression. Mm -hmm. Like, it could have been, not that mental illness is something small, but it's, like, all all spectrums, right? One of his youngest patients was a 12-year-old boy named Howard Dully. Dully or Dooley, it's D-U-L-L-Y. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Howard's mother had passed away from cancer when he was five, and his father eventually remarried a woman named Lou. Lou claimed Howard daydreamed but could never say what his daydreams were about. He doesn't want to go to bed. He has a hard time showing love. He would turn lights on in a room and, like, not turn them off. He would just leave. <laughs> <laughs> so well, now, Yeah. Now, to okay. me, that just sounds like a normal kid behavior. Yeah. Especially one who lost, who suffered the loss of a parent at yeah. a young age. Yeah. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. So Howard's stepmother went to Freeman to figure out, like, what could be done. I guess she went to some other um, experts, I guess let's call them, uh, prior to him. And everyone else was just like, no, he's just a kid. Like, yeah. he'll get over it. Just do like most parents do and tape the lights up. Yeah. Keep the light switch down. Take the light bulbs out. So yeah, everyone else had just said like he's just a nor- he's just being a normal kid. He's mm-hmm. still he's still grieving the loss of his mother. Like things will figure themselves out. Get over it. Um but she didn't like these answers, obviously. So so she went to Freeman um and he suggested the transorbital lobotomy. Um Howard's father was reportedly reportedly not for the procedure, but was eventually convinced by his wife. Lou wanted Howard to be docile and complacent. She did not want to argue with him. Um, So in mid-December 1960, Freeman performed the the procedure, advising the boy's parents not to tell him what happened. 
So I guess when the procedure was done, mm -hmm. um, Freeman sort of said to him, like, are you okay, blah, blah, blah. And he has he had, like, no memory of, of what happened to him. He didn't remember anything. Oh. For the rest of his life, uh, Howard felt something was always missing. He was institutionalized as a juvenile. He went to a school for kids with behavior problems. He was incarcerated, he became homeless, and he became an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eventually, he got sober, and he obtained a college degree in computer information systems and became a certified behind-the-wheel instructor for a school bus company. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yes. It's just interesting that, like, these cases, they're like, oh, we're trying to, like, help the institutions, but then they're making people institutionalized. Well, and that's just it. And the the Portuguese uh, neuroscientist uh, Munitz, or whatever his name was, he yeah. he only wanted to do the procedure when it was like a total last resort. Yeah, like he wasn't just doing them willy nilly like Freeman was. Yeah, like so, I can like they they still struggle with what to do with people with schizophrenia, right? Yes. Like because they're medicated their whole lives and it's like a delicate sort of situation. Yes, so you have to find a balance. I understand kind of. not knowing. And wanting to do something that's extreme to somebody like that. I understand something like that, but not well, like... And like I said, a lot of them opted for this procedure because the alternative was worse. Like going yeah. to an institution was worse. Whereas yeah. a lot of these people, I mean, yes, the Rosemary Kennedy situation, she was sent away. But a lot of the other people, like they went home and they were just, they were different. Some of them mm -hmm. did still act out. Some of them were total opposite behaviors from when they were before. So there was still issues there, mm -hmm. but they weren't sent to an institution. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's why people opted for it because they didn't want to be sent away. I wonder what would happen if you lobotomized sharks. I don't know. I, that didn't come up. aggressive. That <laughs> didn't come up in my research. Okay. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> Just go ahead. So Freeman performed a total of 2,500 procedures. I also read a few articles that said 3,500, so I'm not really sure what okay. the actual number is. He even traveled around the U.S. in a van that he called the Lobotomobile. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's catchy, but... <laughs> um, and he once performed 25 lobotomies in one day. His last lobotomy was performed on a woman named Helen Mortensen in February 1967. Shortly after procedure, she died from a brain hemorrhage, and then his career just sort of came to a stop mm -hmm. after that. Around this time and even, like, the mid-50s, things were slowing down in terms of, like, lobotomies anyway because of the introduction of psychotherapeutic medications, mm -hmm. which were more effective and safer. Freeman died in 1972 of cancer. I found a few articles that the use of lobotomies are super, super rare today. But if for some reason they do get performed, they are more precise because obviously there's no ice picks and they're done as like a total, total last resort. You still do them? I don't think it's super common. I, I, I just read, a, I just read like a few things that said that. I didn't mm -hmm. really look into numbers of where they are performed if they are right now. Yeah. But Weird. I guess if they do happen, they're like super rare and it's only when there's like nothing else that can be done. But obviously, it's more precise. Like, they can probably see where they're doing yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, they and can, like, I don't know, go in they're and not just, with robots. They're so. not sticking an ice pick in your tear oh, duct. Oh, yeah, that's so fucked up. <laughs> Is there, like, anything about this guy? Like, was he, did he, like, enjoy doing this? Or was he really, truly believed that this was, like, something to help people? I think he truly believed that he was helping people. And I think he, he wanted to, well, like I said at the, at the start of it, I think he wanted to try and, 
make it accessible for as many people as possible and as easy for like psychiatrists and stuff to perform like I said just in their office mm -hmm. so I think I don't I don't want to say the wrong like I don't know if he thought his intentions were good and he thought he was doing a good thing because I know a lot of people opposed it right Oh, like tons of people yeah. did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was definitely... Well, like I said, his partner, the Watts guy, he yeah. was like, no, we're not doing this. And he, yeah. like, he separated himself from him. I something with this. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Oh, maybe. There, there's know. been lots of stuff about yeah. it. Like, like going through all the research, there was tons of stuff I could have written. But I had to pick, like... What you could. What I could to make it not a two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify. I don't think we should lobotomize sharks. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I like sharks. Or we could lobotomize grapefruits. Yeah. Or just not anything. <laughs> well, grapefruits are just grapefruits. Are you ready for my story? Okay, go. Okay, it's it's short, kind of. That's all right. Um, it's like the first time I've made my notes so quickly. And originally I was going to do Max Headroom. Do you know what that is? Well, that's like that 80s Yeah, it was thing, like a right? broadcast signal yeah, thing. Yeah, But it was going to be five minutes long but it was just so weird and creepy and interesting but then I started doing why don't you do Max Headroom as your throwback because it's like a big it's from before my time and it's super complicated there's so much all more of to our it. throwbacks are like I know um times. not yeah, before my times so I started doing like these dropped in signal things and I was like I feel like this is a little boring so I changed it well if it's short that just means it's less for me to edit later okay all right so I my title is Stairway to Hell. Ooh, creepy. Um, okay, so I don't know if you've heard about this. There apparently are all these staircases. I gotta like turn it towards me a little. Sorry, sorry. Um, just out in the middle of nowhere. Have you heard about these? Have you seen like, these pictures? I feel like yes, but I'm not sure. Carry on. Um, well, let's just um say my sources were Reddit <laughs> and um like Historica. I don't know what it was. Mostly Reddit. Um, <laughs> Good old Reddit and Wikipedia. Uh -huh. So, um, for instance, there are lots apparently in national parks, and rangers and rescuers run into them all the time. It's okay, like pretty common place. They're where, used where to seeing some of the them. Parks like in the in the Americas or here or so the, specifically the national parks in the states. But I am going to talk about staircases all over. Okay, I'm excited. Can yeah. we can we go to some? Fuck no. Oh. Um, <laughs> maybe. Can we go to Paris? I've been watching Emily in Paris, or mm -hmm. Emily in Paris mm -hmm. on Netflix, and I want to go. If we can also go to the south of France. Okay. Because it would be fun. Basically, I think that show is just a low-key commercial for Instagram. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I'm really not into that show. But it's adorable and easy to watch. I feel like Emily is that girl who's, like, young and wanted to go to Paris and blah 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 and like I don't know I, I feel a little hate on her even though I haven't watched it <laughs> you should watch it she's it's obnoxious a, it's a good show to just put on and like you can scroll your phone for five minutes and then look up and you totally know what's happening yeah um I get home at like seven put the kids to bed like I have an hour to watch tv so we have to be picky about our tv but once I can just watch fluff sure okay <laughs> Emily in Paris is there yeah I'd rather rewatch all of Shit's Creek like you said earlier mm -hmm. so good um, okay, so, but we can go for sure. There are, blah, 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 blah. these are made of many varying materials and um, some are seemingly quite new, which is why I think those ones are so strange. Now, an old stone staircase makes sense as stairs are reinforced strongly, like they're, they're well-made structures, and a house can suffer like just general breaking down, time, a fire. For example... 
like that you looked at me funny. There is a, a staircase in Chesterfield, New Hampshire. Take a seat while I tell you about it. Uh, I was going to ask you if there's couches there, and then you said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so terrible. <laughs> Mike will roll his eyes if he listens to this episode. So yeah, in the 1920s, a fancy Paris- Parisian. Look it. <gasps> we have to go. Oh my gosh, it's coming full circle. Yeah. Love it. Um, so Parisian music hall singer built her summer retreat in the woods. I didn't even remember her name, but it was Madame Cherie. Um, she built her castle, in quotations, in the style of the French chateaus, where she would host lavish parties, where she would also have girls available for services. Okay. So she was kind of like a madam. All right. I'm not judging. But no judgment. N- not a good one. Okay. Because she fell into poverty and the castle was abandoned. And in 1962, it burned down, leaving only its arched staircase. Hmm. So this is like a really, there's you can see pictures of it. It's a really intricate staircase. And it's kind of like really weird placement. Okay. And so you could see why it looks kind of odd being out in the middle of nowhere. So this is one of the ones that's kind of an exception to the creepy rule because there's a story behind it. Right. Not a lot of haunting, just a weird staircase in the woods. However, (laughs) but what about these newly made wooden stairs with nowhere to go, except maybe hell? Oh, hell. Or worse. H-E double hockey stick. Another dimension. (gasps) (laughs) Because that could be worse than hell. Like when Homer went through the closet and there was another dimension, he was like, has anyone else seen Tron? And everyone was like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually don't even know the episode you're talking about. Everything comes back to the Simpsons. I know. You keep interrupting. Sorry. You want to go fast for this pizza. I'm just. <laughs> I'm also trying to like spread out your thing because you said it was really short. I know. I mean, there's some pages in here. Okay. It is said if you see these staircases, turn around and walk away. Do not climb them. People have climbed them and claim to be immediately nauseated, cursed, or to have disappeared completely. It's said that they are built as a ritual. Or built, and a ritual is done to open a portal to allow access to hell or from hell, allowing a demon or demons to enter our world slash reality. Traceably, there was a Reddit thread years ago that resulted in many stories and pictures. Whether the legend is true that these are nefarious portals, they still do seem to exist. I'm going to tell you about a few notorious staircases to nowhere from around this world. Quote, uh, uh, uh. Yo, my story is not that great, but let's just, I figured if I added some comedy in it, it'd be fine. (laughs) no but it's kind of creepy when you look at the pictures of them like some like i don't know i've seen even when i see like you know how they teach you how to make like structures in the woods to survive and you just Mm -hmm. like use sticks and like put it and make like a hut if i see that in the woods i'm like that's so creepy it just feels like no one else should be out where i am Mm -hmm. we've gone like deep we used to go hiking all the time for like seven hour hikes in viterbo italy there are these stairs that lead to a platform um they're dated back to the 17th or 7th century or even earlier, and they're like kind of like a pyramid. It is thought that it was made by the Etruscan civilization. And because of this, it was likely an altaral for ritual and sacrifice. Okay. As the Etruscans believed in sky-based divination. Nice. So basically, sacrifices were right. made there. Yeah. So totally accurate if you're talking about demons and staircases, mm-hmm. right? In Philippines, there is the staircase of missing time. So a ranger named Torkic, who, by the way, if you Google and try to backtrack the story, you can't find it. So I don't know how true it is. <laughs> who was with another ranger, not like with with another ranger, him and another ranger were out in separate locations looking for two missing or lost people. He came upon two staircases and thought it'd be great to climb them so he could get a better vantage point to find the backpackers. Almost as soon as he set foot on like one of the stairs, 
a dog appeared and came at him. He ran up the stairs but couldn't find the backpackers when he kind of was getting from the top. So he headed back down. However, a little while later when he decided to go back to the ranger station, he was shocked to find out just how long he had been gone. It turns out the rangers there informed him he had been missing for five years. Wow. So what happened when he got to the top of that staircase? But he remembers nothing. Right. Just that's about all that happened. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. In Roswell, New Mexico. So after the crash in the 1940s, the CDC was out investigating animal corpses. The spaceship in... crash. Yes. Specify. I feel like when you say Roswell, people know what Roswell is. You never know. Some people might not know. Maybe my children are listening. They don't know. New Mexico is really nice. <laughs> and it's too bad that they are known for like roswell and like for aliens and walter white and that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just saying i was gonna say where am i oh yeah so the cdc was out investigating animal corpses and mutilations that was around the site and various people working at the time like all claimed to have seen this and basically a staircase just appeared out of nowhere near the camp and led to nowhere um it was made of a hard steel as they tried to like break off samples to take Mm -hmm. it because they're like what the fuck is this and it gave off sort of like a buzz like a frequency yeah then the staircase vanished leaving a burn in the grass oh however (laughs) it reappeared 50 (gasps) meters away whoa but vanished again of course (laughs) because of course and that's that that's all there is about that staircase anywhere (laughs) aliens or Demon sacrifice. I don't know. Aliens. Okay. In Sweden, friends Axel and Isaac, who, by the way, are the name of either my future twins, mm-hmm. or I'm going to get twin pet puppies and name them Axel and Isaac, because it's really cute. <laughs> so they found a staircase, and Axel wanted to leave, but Isaac was curious. As soon as Isaac reached the top, they heard a massive scream, like, I guess, a blood-curdling scream, mm-hmm. and he ran back down, and they fled. So Axel was out of breath. He stopped. Um, he figured I- Isaac was right behind him because he felt his hand on his shoulder. But when Axel turned, Isaac was quite a distance away. Axel recalls the hand as feeling icy cold. Ooh. But nobody was there. <gasps> and that's, those are the... <laughs> I'm, it's chills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's icy cold. It's, chills. It's chills because if you actually go on the Reddit threads, though, there's people just taking pictures of... Like, this has been going on for years, since, like, 19... Mm-hmm. I don't know. 19. So it's, like, 20... I, the earliest I was 2019, but I did see an article for 2017. So, so maybe... is there some in Canada? You didn't see any Canada ones. Um, I didn't look for any Canadian ones in specific. Why the hell not? I don't know. I didn't Google, like... Do you know what? Honestly, if you You're Google fired. it... If you Google it, all you get is a lot of the Reddit <laughs> stuff or travel, <laughs> travel magazines trying to, like, do the most popular ones. Mm-hmm. But apparently, yeah, there is lots of staircases out in the woods. Side note, whenever I see bridges in the woods, I have to cross them. Okay. I don't know why, but if there's like a bridge, like a footbridge, I have to cross it. No no, no reason. I just whenever do. Whenever I pass a forest, I always wonder how many people are buried in there. Yeah, I think about that too. Yeah. Whenever I see garbage bags on the side of the road, I wonder. I know, me too. <laughs> we're so fast. This is why we're friends. This is why we have a podcast. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> So I have to drink because it's, you know, luck. So are these true or urban legends? Displaced objects are always jarring. That's why they are, there are so many art pieces that are like this, right? Because once you take an object out of its common place and you put it somewhere where you have to think about it or somewhere where it's not supposed to be, it has this effect on your psyche that totally like fucks your mind. And I went to art school. Anyways, 
But when you see a staircase that's freestanding, you know that you can't necessarily, like it's like ladders. You can't just climb something that you don't know is supported because they don't really look supported. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not leaning against anything. So I think there is like, it's automatically dangerous when you look at it. And then it also feels eerie because it's out of place. And then oh, you know what? the whole situation is what? There's kind of one, is it at wood end? I think it's at wood end. If you like walk a little bit, there's like this wall or something. But then at the side of the wall, it looks like a staircase and like you can walk up it. There, When you go on hikes, there's lots of like when people hike there regularly, like they make staircases. That's normal. No, like they, if this isn't a made staircase by someone. Like this, it looks like it was once a structure, like some kind oh. of building, like a cement concrete thing. And it's it's neat. Oh, cool. Yeah. We should check it out. Well, it's local. It's actually not that far from here. I know. I passed it on my way here. <laughs> I think it's just sometimes the eeriness of if you see something like that. So there are staircases that are out in the woods because there was a structure or a home. Mm-hmm. There you will find stone staircases because the home wood will not survive. Right. But stone will and metals will. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you in a second. Um, Because I have to wrap it up, so. Are going to tell it on air? I just wanted to say my, yeah, I will. Okay. Um, Now you got our listeners excited. I know. So the. Sexually. I think the general (laughs) eeriness of the situation is likely the fuel for why they are so creepy. Unless, of course, you are at an Etruscan sacrifice site. Ooh. No, there's like, um, where my sister used to live out in Fort Erie. Mm Mm-hmm. There was, like, this big mansion that was being built there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I guess they ran out of money. Like, they were, like, there was a moat that was going to be around it. Like, oh they are building goodness. a moat. Yeah. And she literally lived, like, we would take the horses for a ride through the woods. And it was, like, the street behind them. Mm-hmm. And we would, like, get to this Listen, I don't want to hear about your art school and your horses. It wasn't my. They were not my horses. <laughs> we would just ride horses back there. And the, there was, like, a random escalator. That's it's still there. Oh, like we we should go and you should take some fun pictures there. We should do it like Will for you pose? yeah. Okay, <laughs> I hate being photographed, but yeah, I don't know what's happened to it. But like for years, we would go and still see like these random escalators just sitting outside because nothing got done with the the build. That's crazy. It's like the Queen of Versailles, that thing. Oh my goodness. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> oh God, we'll talk after. Okay. So yeah, that's my uh, random staircases in the woods. I love it. Anything random in the woods is scary. Oh, I agree. Did you know Stephen King, the only movie that Stephen, like, upset Stephen King that he had to, like, turn off because he was freaked out was The Blair Witch Project? Really? Yeah, because when it came out, it was so, like, well done. Mm-hmm. Like, now we're all like, what? Yeah. But it was scary as fuck when it came out. I still have not seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. But I've heard enough about it. Yeah. I have, a la My Favorite Murder, I have a tattoo that says, stay out of the forest. Stay out of the forest. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. Yeah. So I just want to say before we do a throwback, I was watching the Investigation Discovery Channel's special on the Ken and Barbie killers, Bernardo oh, and Fumoka. yeah. Do you want to do it? I don't know. Well, I was watching it. And first of all, Kevin wouldn't let me watch it when he was in the house. So Why? I don't know. Because he's... Because Because we're all traumatized from I it, from our childhood. Guys, and I'm not from here. Yeah. So for me, it's just fascinating. But I been from here enough that when they were talking about all the places I'm like I've been there I know where that is yeah that's I know that wait was he like traumatized or he just sick of hearing about it I think it's because he's a local I think it's still 
because uh, he wasn't he wouldn't have been traumatized like he's two years younger than me yeah you i was like, definitely traumatized i was five i wasn't i remember hearing about it and i'm from oshawa like two yeah. hours away so i remember hearing about it but it was it was really good i want to watch investigation discovery i'm just i'm very i don't know why i'm very intrigued by this case i've heard so many podcasts about it i i don't know no matter how much i hear about it i like i want to hear more really yeah I just I don't know why it fascinates me. Like oh, it like tra- it honestly like traumatizes us from our childhood. She's got three kids now, you know. Yeah, I know she's like just free roaming the world, Earth, living her best she's, life. She's, in she's Quebec. super happy. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's yeah, nuts because yeah. one day those kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna find out who their mother is, and she's gonna have to be like, "Whoops!" Oh, great! Now we're gonna have to do this for the next episode. Not the next episode. Soon. I'm not ready because this is like a big one. It is a big one. It's a big deal. I know. I, I told Kevin, I'm like, I don't think I should be watching this in Niagara. Are they going to come get me? <laughs> Who? I don't know. The police. Who's going to come get you? The, I think that the families have moved away and like, yeah, it's a big deal. But yeah. I, just, I just wanted to add that. It's crazy. I also watch on Netflix The Tinder Swindler. Was it good? Oh, so good. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, Even Kevin sat down and was intrigued by it. I'll tell you some um, local stuff that's like not public knowledge and stuff like i'll tell you some insider stuff about the pen and barbie stuff because i don't know how much stuff is like do you want to do it off air yeah yeah yeah. i'm not gonna tell okay. you on air. okay well let's do our throwbacks first because my pizza will be here in 15 minutes i'll go first okay go. because mine's super basic go before they had bath bombs are you gonna do bath beads yes <gasps> my via my sister robin who sent them to me she's like remember these oh my gosh bath beads yeah so if you're unfamiliar with them they were like little they look like marbles but they had oil in them. <laughs> Sometimes they came in shapes of things, yes, too. Yes, when they got, like, super progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was it. They were, like, an oil. And you put them in the tub, and they would, like, disintegrate. Yeah, they would start to, like, fall apart, and then you could squish them. Yeah. But you couldn't, for the life of you, squish them before they got a little wet. It was, yeah. like, yeah. I remember bath beads. Do you? So Yay. mine's kind of on theme. Okay. Because mine is 90s Body Shop, but their Extinct is Forever campaign. Do you remember that? No. And they had, like, so it was this campaign they had because they're all, like, against animal testing yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, right? That's what they're known for. So in, I don't I think it might have been, like, late to mid-90s, they had this whole campaign of Extinct is Forever, and they had, like, T-shirts and notebooks and buttons, and it was, like, it looked like these hand-drawn pictures of, like, elephants and stuff. Aww. Yeah. That's that's mine, Body Shop, plus just vintage 90s Body Shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the white musk scent. I'm allergic to highly allergic to body <laughs> I do like them though I do like their ethos and um I buy accessories there sometimes but it's like an upscale version of Bath and Body Works yeah well it's pre-Bath and Body Works Bath and Body Works doesn't even get like play at body shop I don't know I think yeah. Bath and Body Works is still kind of new in Canada I feel like it was it's always been in the states oh really yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. That, that's my throwback oh, okay yeah that's Ex- really weird. Extinct, extinct is forever. And I had the notebooks and stuff. Oh, I do. I can always stand behind something that has vegan, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, people, you don't want me to tell you why you want to have vegan skin stuff on your face, especially if you're in America. You can't get into this too much it's right now. It's so gross. That's for, you can do PETA stuff another day. Oh, I'm speaking of PETA stuff, I'm also watching the Pam and Tommy thing on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, is it good? So good. What the fuck? I just want to be able to sit there and watch TV. Um, episode two, you see a lot of penis. So just like real penis? I don't think it's real. I think it's fake because I think isn't Tommy Lee supposed to be known for having like a big yeah a big penis a big, a big wiener yeah <laughs> he's a wiener already. So I don't think it's real, oh, but okay. it's um 
Winter Soldier, the guy who plays Winter Soldier in, yeah. in the in Captain is America. Is it his Wang? Well, he Chunk? plays Tommy Is it a Lee. real penis? I don't know. Like, well, it's not an aesthetic penis. It's someone's penis. Well, I don't know. You can see Benedict Cumberbatch's if you watch <laughs> that movie uh, with Kirsten Dunst. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we're not superstitious. But we're a little stitious. Bye. Bye.